ravage love. The moon is right. The spirit's up. We're here tonight. And that's enough. Simply having wonderful Christmas time. <laughs> it's episode 35, season three, and we're back with Naughty Noel 2. Bonjour! Bonjour! Ça va? Joyeux Noël, mon friend! Ah, trop sou. Fossi! Uh, yeah, ça va. It's going good. You know, I, your month is October. You are the spooky witch. You love an October situation. I play along because I love it vicariously through you, but it's not really my jam. December. Fuck me up with some Christmas shit. I don't care how chuggy it is. <laughs> Give me some fucking Christmas movies, some Christmas decorations, some Christmas treats, Christmas shopping, food. Ugh. Mm -mm -mm -mm. This is my time to shine. Also, I love winter. So, like, I'm Ugh. really just coming into myself. I um, yeah. could definitely leave winter. Um, we have this running joke every year that um, my youngest daughter is the one who summons winter. And so for like all of winter, she's like, ha, 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 I did this. <laughs> she just thinks it's hilarious. But uh, I don't know. I love, I, I, I started it last year where I started watching Hallmark movies, like as a lark, you know, yeah, as I do. Yeah, of course. But I love it. They're so ridiculous. And I love it. And I learned that I can kind of make gifts of some of my favorite moments in them this year. And uh really digging it it's it's a lot of fun and you know what i have people rolling into my my dms now they're like what do you recommend and i'm like well i don't have a working list but <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot of fun so i um, i love your journey and if folks um do not follow you on instagram they should because yeah your insta stories this time of the year are delightful so ren marshall on instagram um, go and follow, go and follow our account, Ravage Love, on Instagram and Twitter, um, so that you can see the covers of our books. And I have to say, you love a Hallmark made-for-TV Christmas movie, which means you're going to love my book this week. Because wow. that is actually the most common descriptor that is used on Goodreads. Oh, <laughs> Is okay. that it's like a Hallmark Christmas movie come to life. I love that. Tell me everything. Well, what I'm going to start with is letting our listeners know that they can win my copy of this book. Ooh. Yes. How would they do that, Julie? So, one day in December, what day is it? It is the Monday, December 13th. On Monday, December 13th, we will be posting the cover of my book on our Instagram stories. And you will have 24 hours to follow our Instagram account, tag a friend who also follows our Instagram account. And what should they tell us, Renee? Let's decide. What do we want folks to tell us? Oh, well, you know, not everybody has, you know, dipped their toes into the Hallmark film. So tell us what your favorite holiday song is. Ooh, yes. I mean, that's very divisive. Some people are very much on team Mariah Carey. Some people loathe Mariah Carey's song. Some people love a little Paul McCartney, as I you've already hate alluded. 
I hate that song. The Paul McCartney like one? Need, yeah, I felt like we need to get out of the way, but I also love the meme that's like, you know, the beginning of the song sounds like they're about to have a ritual in the woods and people catch them. So they're like, simply, <laughs> and I love that. Um, which is why, but I wanted to get out of the way because it, my heart goes out to retail employees everywhere. At this oh, time of year. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you and I have worked retail for like, we worked retail for a long time. I worked at the mall where, yeah, it was that. It was a lot of Mariah Carey. Uh, personally, could shoot the singer songwriter of I want a hippopotamus for Christmas. I mean, just oh, shoot them right between okay. the eyes. Like that's the worst song I've ever fucking <laughs> heard in my entire life. So yeah. So on Monday, December 13th, you're going to have an Instagram post. You're going to go to it. You're going to like it. You're going to tag a friend who also likes us. And you're going to tell us what is your favorite Christmas song. And then we're going to do a draw. And the winner is going to win my copy of this Christmas romance. And some swag we written and i'm gonna say we but it's not we it's renee renee got incredible swag made for us the most incredible ravage love stickers i'm gonna make some magnets so you're gonna get a whole prize pack sent to you if you follow us on instagram so go over to ravage love and make that happen for yourself because my book twas a delight and for the very first time in our entire um, show history, I actually got my hands on an arc of this book. So for Ooh. folks who are not aware, an arc is an advanced reader copy, which is uh, something that happens with, I would say, 99% of books. My book uh, that I wrote, same thing happened, where places like NetGalley, um, if you are a blogger or a reviewer or like, yeah, you just like very active on Goodreads. You can apply to get a digital copy of a book that is not yet released um, that literally just poof and disappears after about f either 30 days or 50 days. Um, and so I got my hands on an ARC copy of The Holiday Swap by Maggie Knox. And I thought it was such a treat that I bought a physical copy and I'm glad that I did because at the back of my book is a discussion guide. So if you are in a book club or you have, you know, some gal pals that you also love to talk about romance with, you will love it. Now, fun fact about this book, Renee, is I heard about it. I saw it on NetGalley. I was like, ooh, I love a Christmas, Christmas, anything, romance, perfect for ravage love. And I'm like, oh, Maggie Knox. That's, I wonder who Maggie Knox is. Do you know who Maggie Knox is, Renee? I don't. I don't. Well, guess what? Maggie Knox is actually two people. Oh. Yes. So Maggie Knox is actually two separate authors. Um, and I love the shit out of that. So the two authors um, are, one of them is Karma Brown who wrote Recipe for a Perfect Wife, um, which was a, like a bestseller. So Karma Brown and Marissa Stapley, and they're Canadian. They're two Aww. Canadian women, yes, who've written romance um, and contemporary fiction on their own and then worked together to write this book. And I just find that utterly fascinating. I just think about the process, like how you would go about writing a romance with another person. I don't know. I do not. And it's a lengthy book. Like it's, it's not a novella by any means. It's about 340 pages. Um, so it's called the holiday swap and it is 
an absolute delight and I completely and totally understand why the reviewers say that it is it has like um like Hallmark Christmas movie vibes because it very very much does um and the kind of it, it's basically Hallmark Christmas movie meets Great British Bake Off oh so the premise of the story is and actually you know what you want to throw in some freaky friday throw in some fucking freaky friday and i know you love a freaky friday situation oh i love freaky friday i love me some jamie lee curtis crypt keeper tell me everything <laughs> so the holiday swap by maggie knox aka authors karma brown and marissa stapley um was published in 20 december of 2021 so it's fresh to death um you'll probably see it at local bookstores pick it up. It is great. So usually I would give you, you know, a detailed overview of the book. Um, that's what we do every week, but I'm actually going to skimp on the details this week because I really, really want folks to win the book and read it for themselves. But the general it. premise is it's 12 days before Christmas and Charlie and Cass are twin sisters, identical twin sisters. And Charlie is the host of a Food Network show called Sweet and Salty. Um, That's that's our show. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Oh, my God. Well done. I hope I'm sweet. Yes. Okay. 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 You're the sweetie pie. Okay. Perfect. Perfect. Um, I am the bubbles in the Powerpuff world. So that that tracks. Um, So Charlie hosts a Food Network show called Sweet and Salty, but she co-hosts it with her arch nemesis, Austin. Uh, Fuck Austin. Fuck Austin forever. Um, And she has a little bit of a little mishap where she's in the back room trying to find some kitchen utensils and an assistant comes in and he's fumbly dumbly. And all of a sudden the entire rack of like pots and pans falls on her and she suffers a really bad concussion. And she goes to the hospital with her assistant where a very beautiful doctor tells her, girl, you are concussed and you need to take time off. And she's like, Oh, I can't because I'm wrapping up sweet and salty. And The background is she's also vying for the top spot as the sole host of a new baking show that's going to be called Bake My Day, which I fucking love. And basically she's competing with Austin to be the host of the show with like a way bigger budget. And it would be, you know, so she's like, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't show weakness. I can't, I have to be on my game. And the doctor's like, well, good luck with that. And she decides she's going to just fucking roll ahead anyways. The problem is, because of her concussion, she has basically COVID symptoms where she has no taste of smell or no smell or taste. And she's like, I can't host a motherfucking cooking show if I can't taste anything. So she's freaking out and decides she's going to hatch a plan. And her plan is what? She's going to call her sister Cass, who's back home in starlight cove where they're from and where she runs the family bakery and she's gonna swap places with her sister and her sister is gonna host the rest of the show for the rest of the week and then that way she won't lose out on her spot of hosting the show and she's like my sister's a baker she'll figure it out um and so her sister is like 
uh, that's kind of a wacky plan. Like you're like this glamorous person on TV and I'm just like this frumpy woman who's still working at the family bakery. And she's like, well, mom and dad are out of town for 10 days going to, um, an anniversary trip to Cabo. So they're not going to know anything. No one has to know, but us, I'll tell my assistant cause she's also my best friend. So she kind of knows and she could kind of feed you any information that you might need. But like you basically just follow a recipe that's put in front of you. You smile on TV and you try not to punch Austin in the face cause he's annoying. And in a week I'll be healed up and we'll be good to go. And she's like, okay, so you're going to work at the bakery while I'm gone. Cause it's the Christmas rush. There's a lot of stuff to do. And she's like, yeah, I got it. Oh, also, if you're going to switch places with me and come to my small town and live my life for me, um, since you're more assertive than I am, do you want to just tell my ex-boyfriend to go fuck himself? Because I keep telling him I'm not interested and I want to break up and he's just really not taking no for an answer. But you are sassy. Can you come and give him shit? And she's like, on it. So they swap places. And the only other thing I will tell you that will kind of give you an idea of where this book heads is... When they switch places, Cass, who is now, you know, the small town baker who's now hosting a Food Network show, runs into the smoking hot doctor who then gives her shit for still being at work because, hey, you're supposed to be on rest. And she's like, I'll be fine. And then they start a little flirtation. Mm. Then Charlie is working at the family bakery. She's like, oh, yeah, this is like muscle memory, like riding a bike. I used to do this all the time growing up. I got this. I know these recipes. Problem is... Motherfuckers concussed. So she's tired constantly, decides to take a little power nap, sleeps through her alarm, wakes up to firefighters because she has no sense of smell. So she didn't realize Mm. that she left stuff in the oven, which then smoked and caught fire. And so a smoking hot firefighter is like, girl, what's wrong with you? She's like, oh shit, my friend, like my sister's friends with this guy and I have to pretend that I know him, but I do not know him, but he is very delicious. And Ooh. so thus begins Cass pretending to be uh, a TV host, schmoozing with a doctor, and Charlie pretending to be a small town baker, schmoozing with a firefighter, but both of them being like, ooh, can I really, you know, this person, do they really like me or do they like my sister? I don't really know. How am I going to know? How am I going to keep up the hijinks for 10 whole days? And so it's just hijinks upon hijinks upon hijinks. Oh, I love it. And ends with a happily ever after um, mm. for both. So it's a double romance, uh, which you love to see it. You love fucking it. love to see it. So overall, very charming, a perfect chick flick, like you said, Hallmark movie, you know, W mm-hmm. Network, kind of a show. Pretty chaste, like so, you know, not spicy, pretty, you know, family friendly. Uh, but very well written, very fun, and I can't wait for one of you to get your hands on it um, because it was a fun little floof in the best way. Aww. And so that is The Holiday Swamp by Maggie Knox, and I uh, I can't wait for someone to win it and to enjoy it. Yeah, that was my that. journey. So like it was, you know, we like uh, we like our books a little, little spicy on the show, so I, you know, would have loved a little spice, but... Honestly, when it comes to light Christmas fare, I would read this book five times before I watched Aww. a single Hallmark movie. So, Well, you know, it's so funny that you say that because I definitely watched a Hallmark movie last year with this premise. Very was it similar. starring Vanessa Hudgens? 
No, it was starring Candace Cameron. <laughs> oh, who's also the co-ween of those movies. Because yeah. when I read through the reviews, I was like, why does this sound familiar as I was reading it? And then, yeah, when I read through the reviews, they were like, it's basically the premise of one of these Vanessa Hudgens. I don't know if it's on Netflix or Hallmark. Um, yeah, one where, but they're princesses. And anyways, they swap place. I mean, it's a, it's a premise as old as time, frankly, yeah, when it yeah. comes to twins. But yeah, Prince um, and the Popper, right? Yeah. And, and the like, Iron Mask. <laughs> and then like Freaky Friday and like Parent Trap and all this stuff. Um, but yeah, it was, uh, I don't know. I can't get past and like, bless your heart. I will watch your commentary on Hallmark movies <laughs> five times before I watch. Them. Like I can't get past bad acting. It is my Achilles heel. And like, I'm not a snob generally, but if you're a terrible actor, like I fucking cannot deal and so that's why I think I prefer it in book form because yeah. I can just, I don't know. Yeah. That's where I'm at. But, and you know, sometimes like the acting is pretty good. Like I've seen a couple that like I would watch again. Like it got me, like it got me, you know, <laughs> there was one I watched last year and it wasn't even a romance one. It was about a woman finding her long lost sister. Oh, damn. I know. when I was like, it's so beautiful. It was like her neighbor. I was like, Oh yeah. Like it was great. It was great. Um, but then, you know, and I will say that uh, getting a Candace Cameron Hallmark movie, it, 50-50, it could go either way. It could be oh. really good. There was one I watched, which I didn't finish, where it was like her and Laura Palmer's dad from Twin Peaks. Oh, my God. <laughs> I know. It was old. It was an oldie. And it was very, um, it was very dark. But, <laughs> I mean... I've seen, I saw one where it's like, it turned out that like the bed and breakfast she was staying at was owned by Santa Claus. I was like, oh, and then there's like, I saw like a Christmas angel one and yeah, there's lots of really, really fun ones and there's lots of really shitty ones. But the thing I like about them is that no matter what you get sucked in and it's quick and dirty, you're just in, you're out. You're like, oh, this is good. And if I cry at the end, that's a win. Oh, and you know what? I, I, I can totally see the appeal. It's the same thing with how, you know, anxious people will watch the same movie 5,000 times. Like I, yeah. you know, it's like watching Law and Order. Like how many people do we know who are like love a procedural because it's formulaic. So there's yep. comfort in that, even though, yeah, it's gripping. You're like, oh, where's it going to go? But ultimately you're like, oh, it's going to, I know how it's kind of sort of going to end. Um, and there's some, there's a comfort in that. Absolutely. Yeah. And I feel really like the holidays are difficult for me and a lot of people. Um, and, you know, I have my my Christmas favorites that I watch every year and they're just part of my 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 being. But tuning into Hallmark movies as like a joke, that's I did this as a bit um, last <laughs> you year. Were like, ah, tricked I, myself. <laughs> I know. I like it. I like it. And I, I have to pay significantly less attention than I do if I'm reading a book. I don't get disappointed because I know there's not going to be any kisses till the end. There's not going to be any sex. Um, there's going to be 4,000 characters. Um, most of them will be blonde. Like there's going to be some underlying or very clear Jesus themes. Um, but it's just. That's where Candace camera comes in. <laughs> it's like, it's like, you know, when you go to the fair and there's like, that little roller coaster that kind of goes around in a circle where it's like, uh, 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 like there's nothing scary. But then at one point it kind of takes a corner and you're like, oh shit, then it goes this back. Is it. That's, yeah. that's a Hallmark movie. 
you're yeah. you're that's a perfect description honestly yeah. that you're you're right that's that's what it is and there's something comforting about that mm-hmm. i get what it. i watched the other day i actually liked because um I got to make a really funny joke out of it with like where she walked into a man because she didn't move out of the way. Um, But um, she and he were both gunning for the same uh, position at work. And when she found out or when he found out that she was going for it, he actually ended up going into the interview, hyping her up so she could get the promotion. And at no point was there a discussion about her ever leaving her job. Oh, so yeah. It, I mean, that's fucking more that. progressive than the devil wears Prada for Christ's sake. Like, right. Ugh, yeah. I love that. Exactly. Yeah. I love so that. You know I love how you, of- yeah. And I also just love how you bamboozled yourself. Like that is so good. You're like, ha ha ha. I'm going to laugh at this ironically. Oh my God. Am I crying? What's happening? Oh no. I, I cry at everything. Like I can't even watch like the fucking Horton hears a who. <laughs> like, ah, oh, like, that's I because climate it- change is going to kill us all. And that's depressing. I mean, that's a I fair. Just- I think about some parts in some movies and I get misty. So like, I know a Hallmark movie is going to give me a little cry and then make me feel really, really alone in the world. But, um, it's also going to, you know, it's going to give me a little bit little Christmas, Christmas cheer. I like it. Also, there's some movies that are based in Elmont, Ontario, and I keep trying to find them because I lived in Elmont for a while, for a time. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it's beautiful there, even though it's rife with poverty. Right with <laughs> um, I want to see downtown Elmont in a <laughs> Hallmark movie. So. That's fair. I mean, I'm from Sudbury, Ontario, where they have shot many a Christmas movie, many movies in general, actually. A lot of tax credits for um, movies. Oh, yeah. There was like an Ethan Hawke movie being shot in my hometown like a couple weeks ago. And it's so interesting because when it first started happening, it was like the talk of the town. And now people back like Letterkenny is shot in Sudbury. Um so like people now back home are like over it. They're just like, Oh, whatever, which I kind of love. Um, I also love that Mel Gibson was in Ottawa filming a Christmas movie and people were so mad. And I'm like, yes, fuck that anti-Semitic wife beater piece of shit. <laughs> but people generally are like, Ooh, cause there was all this fake snow on the ground. And there was all this stuff, like all these roads were blocked off for a film set and people were all like chattering about what it was about. And then when we found out it was a Mel Gibson Christmas movie, the general tone in town was like, where is he? <laughs> yeah. I think that's a movie where he has to kill Santa Claus or, or protect him from killers or is Santa Claus. And there's a hit out on him. He's a hitman, or there is a hitman. Oh, that's the only Christmas movie I can think of that Mel Gibson's in. Um, is it recent? Yeah. Oh, well, then yeah, 100% yeah. has to be that movie because this was like in the last couple years that this happened. Yeah. I saw yeah. it pop up and I was like, I think I heard of this. And I was like, I'm not going to watch this. Yeah, no, <laughs> as you shouldn't because you have some self fucking respect. No, I just want to watch that movie with Goldie Hawn and uh, what's his face as they play Mr. and Mrs. Claus. Oh, it's ridiculous. God. Oh, like it's- her and Carrie or Kurt Russell. Her- yeah, yeah. Kurt Russell. Sorry. I was going to say Patrick Swayze and I know he's dead. <laughs> I was like. Do not bring up Swayze's name in vain, because I am never crazy for Swayze. Oh, okay, I'm Renee, crazy for this power couple. Sorry, sorry. We no, got off I'm, track. I want to know what you read this week because yeah. I want to know if it was spicy. Wasn't. Ah, okay. You know okay. what? I will. I will admit I have quite a few books lined up, um, but I left this to the last minute. I'm a student. Exams are coming up. I needed a quick and dirty read. This was not a dirty read, but it was a quick read. Um. I also wanted to to keep it fun, keep it light. Um, so I read a book called Pairing the Partridge. 
Bye. Zanina Masters. You know, last year's Partridge Shifter book was a spicy success, I would say. <laughs> I think I mean, about... for debate, but yeah. I think, I think often about a man with a tiny bird head and uh, just a big old man bod plowing a woman frequently. Um, this didn't have this, though. Um, so it was written in 2020. Zanina Masters is like... She has three different names she writes under. There's Zanina Masters, there's Viola Grace, and then there's Zanina Grace. She's from Manitoba. Oh! Um, yeah, Manitoba. she writes a lot of like, Manitoba! Yeah, lots of shifter books, lots of uh, like dark stuff. There's a picture of her in cosplay as her like dark author um, profile picture. Um, but as Zanina Masters, she. You're, she just has so many delightful uh, shifter book names um, and they're all puns but like they're hilarious so like one of them is like dragon around <laughs> there's a uh, there's born cheetah yes. there's little prick and it's about a porcupine shifter um, there's ocelot of trouble L listen they're hilarious they're hilarious titles and this book was cute. It was a cute book. Um, it's part of the Enchanted Crossroads series. Number six, I think it's the last in that series. Um, but essentially, the Enchanted Crossroads is a place where shifters and um, other mythical creatures go because it, it'll manage their magic and they meet their mates there and then they can live their lives. Okay. Um, yeah, so Zakila is 83 years young. She goes by Z. Um, and she is, I wanted to say a wood elf, but she's a goddess. She is the goddess of fruit and fertility. Um, but she is not enough woman for all the power that she has. So she has lived a very solitary life in the human world as an investment banker. Now, the reason she has done this is when she was eight years old, she was summoned to court and court is like shifter king court. What I don't know what kind of magical creature he is, but he's like, come here, come show us your powers. So she's like, all right. So she shows up, but her powers are to make fruit that makes people horny. Oh. And she has too much power. So she went to court and a raging orgy ensued. But as a result, there was um, the power just like was too much. So the, the fairy folk became infertile and it's taken many years for it to kind of come back, but it's not back to its, its luster, you know, to what it once was. And so she's kind of, she feels a lot of shame. People won't go near her. She, she won't touch anybody because she'll just make them horny and, and flip out. So she gets summoned to court. Um, her mom is a princess brownie. Um, and a brownie's like a lesser, not, it's not a pixie. It's not a fairy. It's its own thing. Mischievous, um, lives in, in trees and shit. Um, so she gets summoned to court. She gets all dressed up. She goes to court and, uh, the king is like, how's it going? You good? And she's like, yeah, I'm good. And he's like, um, you know, you haven't made, you haven't taken a lover yet. You haven't made it. You haven't done anything. Um, I need you to do that. And she's like, not really my scene and her dad who also is like in court is like yeah that's not really my daughter it's not really what she's about he's like that's too bad you have too much power 
So I'm sending you to the crossroads and you're going to go there and you're going to let it take some of your power away because you got too much. Um, and then you can come back when you find a mate. And she's like, oh, all right. So as she's heading out towards this crossroads, she starts to like her body starts to freak out. I thought she was having a trauma response. No such thing in this story. Um, she, but she, she just, she starts to freak out. Her body starts to seize up. Her friends are with her and they kind of drag her to the crossroads where she turns into a tree. So she shifted into a tree. I got a tree shifter in this book. Interesting. Yes. Yes. So she's there as a tree. She has shifted into a tree. She is there for about 15 years. And sometimes people come and pick her fruit and they eat it. They get all fucking horny. And then they, they shift her fuck in the meadow by her thing. And she's like, oh, that's nice. Sometimes they have picnics. Her friends come and they, they pick some of the fruit because it gets to be too much on her on her branches and shit. So she's being looked after. People know it's her. You know, she's in this enchanted place. It's not weird. It's just different. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, so one day she's just hanging out being a tree, you know, and, uh, as you do, as you do, I always think of the giving tree. Cause I, 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 I liken myself to the giving tree often where I'm like, y'all just keep taking Wait, you want me to, want me to saw myself down for you so you can build a fucking boat. Like see when you hard she, being a mom, when she turned, when you said she turned into a tree, all I thought of was annihilation. When that woman just says fuck it and walks and turns into a tree and just accepts that the shimmer is going to ruin her life. That's where I went. But the giving tree oh. is, is a much deeper comparison. It's a deeper cut, I think. Uh, yeah, it's and it's more philosophical. It's a smarter approach. So high five to you. Continue. Thank you. Um, So she's she's been a, being a tree. Doesn't know how long she's been there. She's just a tree. She has no like, she doesn't really do anything. Uh, and she hears some flapping, but it's like really lush. Like, is that a big bird? not a big bird it's a man with wings (laughs) and he lands and she's like oh that's weird but like there's there's shifters there so she's like oh that's weird because he kind of looks like an angel um but whatever he he picks a pair and he says thank you to the tree and she's like oh that's that's weird nobody's ever thanked me for taking in my fruit right like the fucking giving tree um so he sits down he leans against her 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 body her tree body uh and eats the fruit and then you know he's like bye walks away and she's like oh that was weird he didn't get all fucking horned up okay but you know whatever and then the next day he comes back he uh he takes a pair and he's like he's like i've been here for two weeks and i haven't found my mate like ah it's it's difficult it's you know nobody wants you know somebody who can't fully shift they don't want a a shifter who can't fully shift she's like oh that's weird so anyway he's like you know, he's like, oh, is there any perks to being a tree? And somehow she's able to will out a whisper of no. And he's like, holy shit, did I hear that? So he flies away and she's like, did I just talk? I don't know. And he goes to this little like bed and breakfast castle. And he's like, yo, do the trees talk here? And uh, they're like, no. He's like, because I, I could have sworn I heard this tree talk. And he's like, was it a fruit tree? And he's like, yes. He's like, did you eat any of the fruit? He's like, should I not have? And he's like, no, but we'll just see. We'll just see what's going to happen next. We'll just we'll just watch it. All these little secrets. It's a little fun. <laughs> little secrets. Little secrets. So he goes back to the tree and he's like, so I don't know what your deal is, tree, but uh, I'm going to keep coming back. I like hanging out with you. But it's nearly Christmas or Yule, which is my favorite holiday. And 
I don't think anybody should be alone on this holiday, even a tree. So I'm going to bring decorations. I'm going to decorate you, pear tree. And uh, the tree's all like, okay, yeah, that sounds like fun. Okay, well, this is cutie. Okay. So he comes back, he decorates her, and she's just like so like into it. And then um, he's like, cool. Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go. I'll see you later. Uh, you know, keep, keep hanging out. So for whatever reason, the tree starts to separate from her body. Even though she is the tree, it basically makes a new person. And she's reborn as a human, but the tree still stands. Turns out she is the tree and the person. Wow. Um, but her friends show up and they're like, oh, we're so we're so glad to see you. It's been 15 years. She's like, get me a laptop. Anyway, so they take her back to the bed and breakfast. And there's like, she's like, I can't walk. I need physiotherapy that never addresses it again. Um, and then she puts on like a dress and they're like, she's like, how does it look? And they're like, OK, for an elf. So she goes and buys jeans in this little folk village. I don't know. I don't know. It seemed important to the story. Um. So this fucking partridge man shows up and he's like, yeah, I'm a partridge man, but um, I can't fully shift. I don't know why. Maybe one day. We'll see. Um, and she's like, that's cool. Whatever. Thanks for visiting me as a tree. And he's like, can I show you around town? I've been here for two weeks. I know my way around. And she's like, okay. So he starts to show around town and they go bowling. I don't, there's no bowling scene. They just, they went bowling. And then they're walking and this guy's like, you know, you don't want to hook up with him because he can't fully shift. And she's like, fuck you. And um, they go and have a, they go to her tree, but her tree now is like a hundred feet tall. And she's like, that's weird. So she hugs the tree and then she's like, oh, I get it. We're still, we still exist together. The tree is part of this village, which means I'm part of this village, which means I can never leave this village. Um, and he's like, oh, that's crazy. So they're like, let's climb the tree and chat in the tree and she tells him, you know, kind of about her history and how, like, you know, she went to live in the human world because if she went, if she didn't, she was going to go run into the forest and turn into dust. And he's like, oh, no. Um, oh, no. The table. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. The wood elf. Um, so she would she said, like, if, if I ran into the forest, I would turn into dust and then be part of the, of the, the forest and it'd be fine. That upset him. So he turns into a full partridge. And uh, she's like, oh, no. So she puts this little partridge bird in her shirt and climbs down the tree. And then he turns back into a person. And then they make out in the tree a little bit. And he's like, how do I get back in your shirt? And she's like, when the time's appropriate, son, I am 80. I guess she's almost 100 years old now. Um, so at that point, they realize they're into each other and they're mates. And then uh, they go and they tell their people, yo we're we're mate we're gonna be mates so to get married to mate to bond in this world because she has so much fucking power and he has so much power i guess just as a regular shifter like whatever but um like a fucking partridge shifter come on um who's like into christmas whatever um they have to do, they have to bring mages in and the mages have to do this balancing magic during their bonding so as they're doing that like they're like, it's too powerful. But then um, the king came because he's like, yo, I'm going to bring other um, elves and shit uh, because I think that your magic is going to make them fertile again. And she's like, cool, whatever. So he brings all these strangers to their wedding um, and they all are there while they're doing this bonding ceremony. 
and then the magic's too powerful it knocks everybody out and then like out of nowhere the tree appears behind the partridge man um and then the bonding ceremony is completed and everybody's really horned up and they all go and have sex and the king's like oh i think we're gonna have our population increase next year and it turns out that he actually sent her there so that he she could become part of the town and become fertile and like fertilize people whatever so it was all planned he was just being a sneaky sneaky fucking king whatever um and then they go they're like okay well let's go bang it out and they climb to the top of the tree and then it cuts back to everybody at the wedding who just got knocked out by horny power (laughs) so you don't even get to be part of their horny tree loving um and then they climb back down and he's like you know do we keep doing that she's like no we have lots of time and he's like we'll have the 12 days of christmas honeymoons and that's how it ends yeah also her her parents were there so her horny magic hit them and they're like maybe we should try for another yeah yeah so you know what wasn't spicy i I kept hoping i was like you know what there's no good reason a shifter book would not have sexy time in it that's like everything about this book sounds horny as fuck yeah, she makes people at eight years old. She was horning up court. Like, there was no reason it needed to be this way. But wasn't horny, had potential. I would read other things by this author, specifically this other Christmas shifter book she has called The Christmas Goose. Um, maybe not this year, maybe next year, not even well three, but um I would read other stuff by this. If for no other reason she cosplays, and you know cosplayers are freaks. I say that with oh. love freaks yeah 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 for real you know what's good you know yeah yeah so zero um out of out of five um i don't know sugar pears i don't know is that a thing i don't know caramelized pears on a tart tort that's Um, the thing yeah yeah that's a thing um and i i found the perfect sex toy for this so um you can get sex toy advent calendars now there's what there's one that's like really basic and shitty. Like it looks like you just got a mystery box for like $15, but for some reason it's the most expensive of all the ones I found. But I was like, that's a good beginner place because yeah. she was basically just asexual for her whole life until her powers like weakened. Um, but then you can upscale to like these better ones that are like color coordinated and lovely and have like some really sick ass toys. And there's a bondage advent calendar as well. So i would yeah you could just google it like i'm not i don't know the names of them just google it it's right there um and you could get yourself different tiers of quality sex toy advent calendars but that's what i'd recommend for these these fine folks over at the um enchanted crossroads (laughs) uh i love this and especially as a vegan who is deathly allergic to dairy i can't participate in most advent calendar things and so like sephora had one one year so i did that and i'm always looking for i just love the idea of an advent calendar it's the child in me but a sex toy advent calendar i'm about that life so thank you for that hot tidbit now knowing that your book is not spicy what are you gonna read for us Uh, just just a little little bit a little bit nothing fancy um I put some. Do you want me to put some flair on it? What do we want? I mean, week? yeah. Throw throw some 
throw some spice on there for sure. Julia. I'm not going to read anything for you. Oh, okay. So you're you're sending us off with a bang. Okay. Okay. Um, you know, I got a lot of positive feedback of my um, my vampire mermaid voices, my chats. Oh, yes. A lot of fans. So I'm gonna. I'll just do that for this one. Because like, like she wasn't. She was an elf in fucking jeans looking for her laptop. <laughs> Tech from 15 years ago. Like, come on. okay. <clears throat> Uh, it's just real short, real short. Okay. Do it. He nodded. The view is spectacular. He was staring at her. She smiled. Flattering. Truth. You are lovely and smart and patient and kind. It is a kind of beauty that cannot be faked. I don't fake things. It's too stressful. She smiled. Thank you for that compliment. It is the truth. I don't think this tree would take kindly to subterfuge. It feels like a straightforward kind of tree. She patted the bark. Of course it is. It's still me after all. He frowned. Is it? I thought you were separate entities. No, this is the power that was out of scope for a normal elf. She smiled. When my parents had me, they had the best, they had the best of both their families and far too much to be contained by a single body. But you did contain it. Sure, but it nearly broke me. I couldn't touch anyone aside from my parents, couldn't even bump into anyone. I started my company to keep me busy, but it wasn't necessary for anything but keeping me focused and stopping me from entering the woods of Underhill and remaining there. What would have happened then? I would have absorbed into the woods, my energy would have scattered and hopefully aspects of it would have translated to the next generation. Axel looked upset and his form shivered. Wait, you would have dissolved? <laughs> Shattered? Wait, what is going on? He shivered and stared at her. I don't know. Z moved towards him, but he shrank rapidly into a small bird shivering on the branch. Oh, well, you said it, but I still wasn't thinking that you would be a partridge. <laughs> she picked him up and cuddled him against her, moving back and leaning on the thick trunk. Hey, Axel, just relax. You'll be back to yourself in no time. He made a soft sound and burrowed against her. With his small body pressed to her, she started singing Christmas carols. There was one that she had at the forefront of her thoughts as she slowly stroked the uh, soft feathers of his back. Simply have <laughs> She cuddled him as a swirl of magic at the base of the tree exposed the picnic basket and blanket left in its wake. It seems that lunch is here. She looked at the bundle of bird in her hands and the long descent to the ground. Right. Well, nothing else for it then. She lifted the edge of her t-shirt and shoved him up the shirt, tucking it under him before she descended with the help of the tree. Once on the ground, she retrieved her passenger and looked at him. Are you Okay. He shivered again and started to get heavy. She held him out at arm's length and found herself pinned between him and the tree. I am fine. The shift was unexpected. She grinned up at him. I gather that. How are you now? He leaned up against her, nuzzling her neck. What would it take to get me under your shirt again? Thank you. Oh, I mean, bravo, bravo, yes. I should Chad. say that the company that she started was called Bird in the Hand. 
Thank oh, you. amazing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, fuck. Well, that was a treat and yeah. a good mix of like a traditional, wholesome Christmas romance and a bit of a off the old beaten path. Yeah. Uh, gonna, that's all I'm bringing you this month is well, the best of the worst. And that's great because uh, for just for our listeners, for the entire month of December, we're just doing holidays. That's our whole theme for the month. So mm-hmm. whatever direction we want to take that in. And, you know, this bitch loves a Amish story. You know, I mm-hmm. love like a Christian. I'm a true Gemini. I want it to be so chaste that it's hilarious to me or so filthy that it makes me uncomfortable. So yeah. between the two of us, we're going to bring you on a real journey this month of highs and lows and freaky detours. But a reminder that if you want to win a prize pack that includes the book that I read this week um, and some Ravage Love swag, and we found an incredible artist that um, uh, Renee's going to tell you all about what that artist has done for us but we also found an etsy seller that's a huge fan of old school romances and so we bought a whole bunch of uh like cover art basically from romances that i'm turning into magnets for you so you're gonna get a homemade magnet you're gonna get a ravage love sticker you're gonna get a brand new romance novel that literally just dropped this month all you gotta do is follow us on instagram at ravage love See our post on Monday, December 13th. Like it. Follow us. Tag a friend. Tell us what your favorite Christmas song is. We would also love to hear what your least favorite Christmas song is, honestly. Um, are, where are you on team Paul McCartney? Where are you on team Mariah Carey? I'm always curious. It's a very divisive question. Um, do that, and we'll pick a random winner, and I will send you something in the mail. Old school styles. Old school styles. Old school styles. But Renee, before we let our listeners go, tell them about this incredible artiste that you have in your life who has created, I mean, it should be in the Louvre, honestly. Yeah. It's just incredible. So what's going on? Okay. So let me paint the scene for you. I met this woman years ago. I think I had one... I think I had two babies by then, not three. And I was doing work with Hollerbeck, Alberta. And um, we got invited to do a magazine article and needed photos taken. And I don't know who knew this person, um, but she was a photographer at the time. And she took our photos and made me look like fucking Sabrina the Teenage Witch. I don't know how she did it. Incredible. Her name is Kaylee. So I've known Kaylee since I think at least 2016. And she is probably the most talented person I know on the planet. She was a photographer for many years and then she moved into doing like paintings and stuff. And actually I commissioned a painting of my dog a few years ago by her and it's, it lives on my wall. It is um, spectacular. It is it the is. most beautiful portrait of Pepper. Mm-hmm. Unbelievable. Yeah. And so she does, you know, canvases, murals, all kinds of things, but now she's known specifically as a vivid animal artist and she does like 
you can commission a portrait of your pet and she'll put a fucking body on it. She did. She released one this week that was like this tortoise shell cat, but the nose is all orange, but like dressed up like an old Victorian woman in front of a haunted house looking castle. Like I fucking love it. During the pandemic, she did all of these free online paint parties for people. She's just like the kindest person on the planet. And there's nobody else in the world that I would rather support. And so I did, I commissioned her to make some digital art for the show of Julie and I. And then, you know what she fucking did? Do you want to know what she did? Tell me. Tell she, me. She gifted the art to us. I mean, generosity of spirit like nothing else. Oh, oh, she's just a fucking angel. But what she did for us was she made us into romance heroines. She put us on the covers of our own books with our favorite tropes. Mine, of course, being cryptids. And I am I am on the cover of my very own cryptid romance with the biggest fucking rack. Like, we know each other in person and she gave me huge old titties and I love it. Just in the arms of a sexy Bigfoot. And Julie's, what's yours, Julie? <laughs> it is both gay and Amish. <laughs> Fucking right. I'm in a fucking bonnet, just macking on another fucking hot Amish woman. Oh, and not, and not to like even downplay it. Sh- the, the subtitle on Julie's is something is a mish. <laughs> and mine is not just a Bigfoot. Like, it and is- like, it's so good. Like, I literally have for folks who don't know me in real life, I have glasses and they are red glasses and it's me Mm -hmm. in red glasses, like about to make out with a woman in a fucking bonnet. There's like soft, like lens. There's a horse in the background. Like it is. Yeah. Unfucking believable. How great these images are. Incredible. And yeah. And I, I just, she deserves a platform one for us to be thankful and show her gratitude because She's incredible, but she's also a mental health advocate. She's an animal rights advocate. She's a vegan. She is so fucking nice. There was a Valentine's Day a few years ago where I was down and out, and she showed up at my house with her husband with flowers for me. Oh, she my me God. Flowers just to be kind. During On my birthday, she brought me paint supplies so that I could do a paint night that she Amazing. was doing. She's Amazing. just so nice she has three beautiful dogs and she can she, she'll take commissions like you can get your house painted you can get your fucking like julie you have to see this cat on her instagram page it's incredible she's making t-shirts one day she was i was helping her bring things to and from a show and she's like what can i give you what can i give you i was like i don't want anything she's like no i have to give you something i was like paint draw me a creepy goat and she just fucking on the spot <laughs> gave me a creepy baphomet goat and i love it but she's got kitty cats and now she's dipping into fucking clay and pottery and she goes to thrift stores and she buys like old purses and turns them into food art. Like she is unfucking stoppable. She's charitable. She's the kindest fucking angel on the planet. And I love her to death and I want her to get attention and I want everybody to go buy her shit. In fact, you can even just go and tip her which I think we should all do mm-hmm. um, every single day, frankly. But you can go to Kaylee Rose Ray, and that's Ray with a W. So K-A-Y-L-E-E-R-O-S-E 
W-R-A-Y on Instagram. And of course, we will share all that. She goes under K Rose Creative is the name of her company. And you can find out everything there. And she is so nice. Like you're just, you're going to reach out to her and be like, please make something for me. And then you'll be friends for life. And just so unbelievably talented. Like, again, I cannot emphasize enough. The image of you is not only like it looks like you, but also it's you giving a Renee face. Like if I see that face on another person, I'm like, oh, that's like the Renee face that Renee makes. (laughs) And it's you just being like (laughs) with a fucking Bigfoot. Like it is the greatest thing I've ever seen. And I am absolutely getting it printed. I want it blown up over my mantle in my house so that you and I look like an old batshit rich couple that got portraits made of themselves because it is perfection. So we're going to post those up on our Insta. You're going to want to check them out, but you're absolutely going to want to support Kaylee and all of her greatness, especially over the holidays. Like I feel like we need to pay our artists all the time, but it's the Mm -hmm. holidays like buy from local artists, support their work. The portrait that Renee got of her dog is stunning, like truly stunning. It doesn't look tacky or like funny at all. It's just a beautiful, beautiful painting of Pepper, who is the most precious, precious of dogs. And I say this as someone who does not like dogs. I love Pepper and it's bright and cheery and beautiful. And so, yeah, support artists, but also a huge thank you to her for making us these beautiful beautiful portraits that will honestly take your breath away when you go to our insta and check them out like they're stunning Truly, yeah and i'm gonna be hyping up kaylee every single week for the entire month she we're gonna have an artist spotlight this week that's not ourselves it's gonna be (laughs) kaylee because she deserves it and i'll probably just keep reminding everybody for the next year about kaylee um because she will make you your own self as a romance character she'll do anything but she does animals and they're adorable she'll paint your house she'll do whatever the fuck you want because she knows no bounds her her talent is infinite it is it really is from which it is a renewable resource um and so yeah support her absolutely um while you're on our insta page make sure that you check us out on december 13th so that you can win yourself a tinsy bit of swag, which includes these brand new Ravage Love stickers, which if you are Canadian, you will appreciate the irony of, (laughs) you'll also appreciate why I sing our theme song the way that I do. And as a final shout out to another artiste, shout out to Karin, who (coughs) carefully made not only our initial logo so the ravage love cover art that you see every week on your phones when you listen to us but also she made us a new logo as a result of my bizarre singing every week and you're gonna get it in sticker form in your mailbox um so thank you to kekin for that um for your care and attention to detail um yeah we got all kinds of cool stuff happening here on the show So I'm delighted that we're chatting and December is my time to come alive. So this is my favorite, favorite month on the show. So stick around next week. We're going to bring you more hot holiday mess because that's what we promised you week after week. My next week is messy. Oh, I haven't chosen. I have a whole stack that I'm trying to pick from, but um, yeah, it's, it's going to be, it's going to be hot. 
<laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> well, I am sorry this episode's over, but I'm happy we're moving into Naughty Noel. Yes, love a Naughty Noel situation. And um, yeah, check out The Holiday Swap by Maggie Knox if you want to get your hands on a copy that I've personally purchased and touched and read. Um, Monday, December 13th. Go to our Instagram, join our little contest, our petit concours, and you can win the giveaway package. And uh, we're going to have more um, giveaways over the next couple of months. we got more little prize packs for you. So, I mean, just just be a fan. Just be a be fan. Be a fan. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Great. All right. Well, I'm going to... I'm going to put on another Hallmark movie, Julie. Do you want to sing us out? <laughs> I will absolutely sing you off to Hallmark Land. Ravage love. Ravage love. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Artwork for the podcast was created by Karen McKnight. Special thanks to Press Start to Join for production assistance. For gaming and tech news, search Press Start to Join or on social media at PS, the number two, J Show. Connect with us online at Ravage Love on Instagram and by email at ravagelove.podcast at gmail.com. Mm-hmm.